You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholes and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode six of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Toolstation Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, doing really well. And yourself? I'm good. I'm good. It's very warm, isn't it? It's baking, isn't it? Yeah. And um, we have got, you know, we, we, we have got men running around playing football in this weather. So, um, I mean, I'm sure drinks will be taken and all that sort of business. But, um, yeah, it doesn't feel like... It's more like cricket weather. It definitely is. Yeah, it's um, come a little bit late because I'm back at back at work and back at school and and, and whatnot. But yeah, it's um, yeah, I'm not going to complain because I'd much rather it was like this than howling a gale or you know getting chucking getting it drenched. down with so, rain. Exactly. So yeah, yeah we'll be, I, we'll be, we've got plenty of time complain. to moan about that later yep. in the season, haven't we? Absolutely, it will come when there are games off. Anyway, well, there aren't any games off at the moment, so um, let's not. rejoice unless we get baked pitches. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's hope that doesn't happen. I was going to say, let's not, let's not tempt fate. Let's not tempt fate. <laughs> um, right then, who have we got on this week's podcast? We have got Andrew Moon, the joint manager of St Blasey. So a new team and a new manager to, um, to, to kick us off. And uh, we're hearing from Will Justin. It's his first time on the podcast as well, but um, um, I'm sure people who've followed the um, uh, Western League football um, uh, will have come across um, Will before. So it would be um, it was nice to get a chance to have a chat with with him as well. He's of course manager of Bitten. Uh, now um, we uh, we will be looking at the fixtures that were played on Saturday the second of September. Uh, however, um, we wouldn't we, we we really should start with the FA Cup because we did have three teams in action. Unfortunately, um, Western League interest in this year's Football Association Cup uh, is now over. Uh, unfortunately, Clevedon uh, went down three um, one away at Froome. Barnstable lost three nil at Pool Town, who I know have actually um, sacked their manager. Um, um, Tom Killick, the long-serving Tom Killick, has gone. Um, but unfortunately, um, that doesn't do Barnstable any good. And um, and uh, Bridgewater United, they were just down the road from me in Salisbury, and unfortunately, they um, they dipped out three-two. So um, interest in this year's FA Cup is now. Uh, over, so we will turn our attention to the Premier Division, Tom, and uh, we'll kick off with Brixham AFC. They were at home to high-flying Helston Athletic. They were, and uh, yeah, Helston suffer suffered their first league defeat of the season. Three-one uh, uh, loss at the hands of Brixham. Uh, four penalties awarded in this game, so so plenty going on, and uh, yeah, plenty of goals. Obviously, uh, Charlie Johansson. Uh, was the star of the show for for Brixham in the first half. A couple of goals, uh, one at the start, and one at the end of the the half to put them put them two up at the interval. It was then Tom Payne converting a penalty uh, to get Helston back into the game uh, on the hour mark, uh, and that was that was the fourth penalty awarded of the afternoon. A couple obviously slotted home by Johansson uh, and whatnot, but uh, yeah, that made it two one. Uh, but it was Brixham who who pushed on. Uh, Ten minutes from time. Uh, Cole Harford striking uh, to to give them their uh, second win of the campaign. So a real, uh, real, real boost for Brixham uh, toppling Helston. Absolutely right. Uh, now, Premier Division new boys, Nowsie and Tickenham, they were at home to um, Falmouth Town. And it, this was a really close run affair, Tom. Yeah, not surprised. I think I'm hoping one of us picked this as the the game of the week. Definitely on paper, it would have been uh, would have been one of those, wouldn't it? A t- couple of top sides, and uh, yeah, it proved to be a tight affair, as you say. Just just the one goal in it, and that went the way of Falmouth. Uh, yeah, as I say, Bradley Lever's scoring, uh, allowing them to leapfrog their opponents up into second. So two teams going well, um, and yeah, it's a 
No, decent result for Falmouth coming away 1-0 victors. And Saltash United, their recent good run of form continued at home to mm. Wellington. Yeah, nice little revival going on down there. Obviously, I think this was, yeah, it's the only uh, only their first uh, league win of the year, but they have yeah picked it up in the cups and they managed to managed to bring it through and finally get that that uh, get off the uh, get off the perch this season. Kieran O'Malley is scoring for the third game running uh, to put them ahead after after just twelve minutes. A strong start from the Ashes, uh, but Wellington did hit back um, midway through the first half, and that was Doug Camillo scoring uh, to make it one apiece. And I'm sure that would have uh, yeah. Uh, not settled the nerves uh, for for the uh, the home fans and and players alike, but yeah, to be fair to them, they did push on after after that uh, goal early in the second half from Jordan Ewing, putting them back in front, uh, and then yeah, they really really pushed on and and came home with a wet sail. Joe Priest and Tyler Love Holmes wrapping up the victory. So five goals at Saltash United and five goals at St Blasey. The visitors were Ilford Coombe Town, but this was a much closer run affair, Tom. Yeah, it was. Uh, 3-2 winners uh, in, in in the end, St. Blasey. They did have to hold off Ilfra Kumu, push really hard. Uh, Lewis Russell scoring after 40 minutes for the opener, uh, for the for the home side, uh, putting them in front. Uh, but they were then pegged back. Uh, but they did go ahead uh, just prior to halftime. Uh, and that was Isaac McHugh scoring a pretty, pretty decent individual goal. Uh, as I say, that made it made it 2-1. Uh, but yeah, Ilfra Kumu coming back again. Uh, 10 minutes into the second half. Uh, leveling affairs but uh, finally with 20 minutes to go it was Russell who scored for the second time a looping header and uh, that completed his brace and that completed the win they managed to hold off Ilford Coombe that time um, stayed in stayed in the lead as I say and ran out 3-2 victors well that was all of the excuse I need to get in touch with the management team at St Blasey and I'm delighted that I managed to speak to Andrew Moon the joint manager and we reflected on that performance uh, at home to Ilford Coombe Town a result that proved to be St Blasey's first win of the season. Um, obviously a long time coming. We've put a lot of good performances in, but sometimes with good performances you don't always get the right result. So it felt like a bit of a relief. And now we're hungry to get some more points. Because that hasn't really been the, the story of your season so far, is it? You have had some good results. I mean, you got a very good point away at Barnstable. You got a good point away. Uh, you got a good draw at home to Shepton Mallet, and you only narrowly lost out to teams uh, like Helston and Falmouth. And of course, both of those sides we expect to do well this season. So, I mean, yeah. uh, how pleased are you with the way that St Blasey have, have started uh, life in the Western League? be honest with you I, look, I did look at the fixtures early on and I thought no one <laughs> we haven't been given the best of starts have we so played a lot of the lot of the so-called top six and obviously playing away to sides like Barnstable and that you know it's going to be tricky but the fact that we're competing and losing by the odd go in a lot of these games part of the Buckland game shows that we're, you know we're ready for this level it's just about the finer details you do get punished if you don't take your chances and that was a story of when we played Houston the other night we should have been at least two goals off at our time and the red card changes the game and that is football isn't it so you have found this season to be a step up from um, from last season definitely because every game there's no there's no givies, uh, givens no more no disrespect to some of the teams from step six but Sometimes I felt that they were beaten by just turning up at times. Um, down here, everybody, even the so-called weaker sides, everybody has a go. 
and at times we felt it's it's been like a basketball match you have a go we have a go so I call it the championship <laughs> anyone can beat anyone mate um, well, you've got Millbrook at home on Saturday. Now, they've been going through a really difficult time um, this season, certainly on the pitch. Um, but I guess you can't let that distract you, can you? You've, you've still got to go out there and do the job, get the three points on the day. Yeah, and I think there's a saying of, you know, the side you least expect normally does the damage, doesn't they? You always look at some fixtures and you think, right, we'll win there. Probably that could be a draw. Definitely win there. It's not always the case. So we won't be taking them lightly at all and we would never do that anyway and fair play to Millbrook for having a bash because I know it's, it's been tough for them yeah I mean and of course the other thing in their situation is they're going to turn the corner at some point and you don't want to be the ones who, um, no. who you know who give them the who give them the lift no and I think now we're looking at some of our fixtures or we're playing sides you know lower down in the table so you are looking at these games and thinking well you know, we've got to be putting more points on the board and that would be the case but I sort of knew by going into this league that it was going to be tough because I, I knew how well Falmouth did in the league before and they sort of blown it away a little bit and then they haven't gone in and blown this away and it took them about eight games to get going really and I think to a point a little bit longer but they're both established now and they're both good sides in this league So what about St Blasey? What are your expectations for this season? Um, I'll put a, somewhere between I don't know I think if you look at somewhere between 8th and 12th I'll be happy with you've got to you got to aim high and that's what we're going to be doing you know we're not going in here to say we just want to, want to stay up that's no good to anyone we really want to have a go and we're trying to mate you know what I mean there's been a big turnover in players as well so we've lost a lot of experienced lads who at the wrong age of their careers couldn't take the journey with us so we're having to build on the job so it's not like look about the Falmouth where they've built a good side over a number of years and then they've just taken that in and added more we've had to, mm. we've got a brand new team all but by about five uh, I mean longer term where do you see some Blazy do you think you'd, you'd sort of like to emulate the likes of Mausall and, and, and Tavistock and Parkway and, 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 and take a step out of um, take a step into into the Southern League or, 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 or for you is you know is Western League football going to be um, um, where you where you where you feel your sort of natural level is no mate obviously you know you say going to the Spars and Blazy is a, is a massive club and I think sides like Shepton and that when they've come down here they were shocked about how nice of a setup it actually is and it will be ready at some point we got to get the right people in and around it and really propel it but these things take time do you know what I mean you can get to do it overnight we're not we ain't got massive amounts of money and things like that so we got to do it in the correct way but everybody wants to get out of this league and go on do you know what I mean and you look at Mauso and what they've done it's, it's been fantastic really it's been superb Absolutely. Um, so this is your opportunity, Andrew, to do your bit for the St. Blasey Tourist Board. Uh, obviously, there'll be fans listening to this who, um, who who haven't visited your ground yet. So can you tell us, can you give us a flavour of the match day experience at Blaze Park? As soon as you walk in, mate, you've got these lovely big gates. You walk in and then you just, you end up taking a, a gasp in for me because it's an old school ground and there's not many sides like it no more. You know, I think you've got like Salt Ash, Falmouth, where you walk in and you feel feel alive, and Blazy's one of them. 
it's really nice setup, and that is what we've got down here. And we got a lot of good guys in and around it. And we, like I say, we want to get this going. We want to get it rocking as best as we can. But anybody who comes down, I think, would be pleasantly surprised because it's not just a, a pitch lump somewhere. This has got lots and lots of history, and the, they've had lots and lots of success in the past. So we've been on a little journey, and we've sort of it's just it's just gone really quick. So. We didn't think we were going to win the league last year. We knew we'd be thereabouts. But once you're in the mix, you know, it just it kept going. And now we find ourselves, you know, I think we're two years ahead of where we should be. But, you know, that's got to be a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is obviously the first time we've spoken to you, Andrew. So can you tell us yeah. a little bit about your footballing journey to the St. Blasey dugout? All right. So wasn't the best of footballers. Um but I've always had a, always been involved in football. Um, most recently, I even helped a friend out, uh, Martin Mitchell, with an Ivy Bridge development squad. So it was quite nice to come away from actual men's football, what I've done all my time. So we're winning work with a load of youngsters who come from finishing local football at like 16, and they, they sort of find it hard then to move on into men's. But these guys, they're not just any type. You know, you've got some of the, some of the big stars have coming through now you find themselves scattered all over Cornwall so we've had a really really good start um, but I've, I've been involved in football for about eight years I think started off local mate for um, for like Vospers in the local P&B league um, coming coming runners up to uh, a Mount Gold side ran by Lee Ops, who's manager now of Parkway yeah. And I've ended up moving across to, to Parkway as a second team. And that league was normally won quite heavily by two point seconds over the time. And we went in there and won it in our first season. Um, ended up at two points for myself. So I've actually been coming and worked with Bradley Yo as an assistant there. And I've been at Launceston, where it was a tough league when we were there. You know, you had sides like uh, Exmouth, Parkway. Savvy, all in the league, um, and we were very hard to break down. I think we ended up with a league record of like 17 draws. So, although the rules are not blunt, are not good, but you know, we least we were tough to beat. And then um, slowly moved away because I couldn't really commit. So I went back down to more of a local level and won a cup at like St Dominic and that. And then I obviously moved on to Ivy Bridge the development sides and we won a couple of trophies there and then an opportunity come up at St Blasey to go in as an assistant manager which I took and we ended up ended up running the team for the season and obviously won the league there so yeah that's, that's my journey um, do love it though can't you know there's no substitute for football mate it's either in you or it's not and my thanks to Andrew for his time and now a message from our sponsors Whatever the job, with over 25,000 products in stock and ready to go, you can click, collect and conquer at Toolstation. Now, we'll move into the first division and we'll kick things off at AEK Bocco, um, where... Um, where Bocco were entertaining our uh, league leaders, Portishead Town, and another really, really strong showing from Portishead. Yeah, absolutely. They've uh, Yeah, they've really come out come out hot this season and they did in this game four goals in the opening half um so yeah really really doing the business uh, 4-0 win 
away from home. Yeah, there's not much to not much to to um to criticise them at the moment. Um, yeah, as I say, Carl Egan and Josh Honey putting them two off in the opening stages, and making making it a, a pretty pretty hot, white hot start, as I say, and then yeah, pushing on after that, Honey turning provider uh, for Callum Townsend to make it three, and then it was Ethan Felton. He's uh, yeah the leading scorer this this season, uh, scoring their fourth just before half time, and that was that was how it stayed. So another another great afternoon's work for Porter's Head. Now, just a small matter of seven goals to talk about at Bishop <laughs> Sutton. Um, they took on um, North East Somerset rivals Canesham Town. Yeah, and it was Canesham who, yeah, they've, um, yeah, I think they're starting to turn a turn, turn a corner, and it's five-two win uh, for them at Bishop Sutton. That's put uh, put a bit. Well, they've jumped up the league a little bit after this. So obviously, they started really poorly, haven't they, uh, Canesham? But they, uh, yeah, showed signs of signs of improvement, and uh, yeah, they've. Uh, uh, condemned Bishop Sutton to another defeat, unfortunately, uh, and it was a strong another another side that had a real strong first half. Uh, three goals to nil at halftime. Uh, Jake Wilson, Jonas Hussain, and Brandon Opateri putting them putting them in the lead, uh, and then yeah, and then further goals from Opateri and Hussain early in the second half. That was a uh, five nil and pretty much game set and match. Um, to be fair to to Bishop Sutton, a couple of couple of subs came off the bench to score. Uh, Cole Campbell and Sam Hughes uh, giving them. Uh, given the scoreline a little bit of respectability, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, as I say, for them, an- another home defeat. But uh, yeah, Canesham romping to a 5 2 win. Now, um, we move on to Bitten, and they were hosting Gillingham Town, and another very um, uh, strong showing for the home side. They've started this season well, haven't they, Tom? Yeah, the, the only undefeated uh, team left in the league, and yeah, another pretty comprehensive win for them uh, over, over over Gillingham, and it was all thanks to one man, George Lloyd, notching a hat-trick in this one. Uh, so yeah, bitten uh, 3-0 winners at home to Gillingham, and as, as, as we say, yeah, strong start, and uh, they'll be happy with how things are going at the moment. Well, that strong start for Bitten was all the excuse I needed to get in touch with an old friend of mine, Will Justin, the manager of Bitten, and we started off our conversation by reflecting on that 3-0 win against Gillingham. One of many games at the end of a, a busy month, obviously going into the next month. But yeah, it was another game ticked off and three points. The uh, the game before that, you played Portishead. Now, they've been going really well this season uh, and you drew with them. Um, so from your perspective, was that a point earned or were you? Uh, was it two points dropped? On the, I mean, on the game itself, I mean, I think they scored 99th minute. So if you're looking at it in, in that sense, it's probably two points dropped. Um, but I mean, overall, I think I think the point was a fair result. Overall, the, the performance we, we we scored late on in the game um, ourselves, um, but they went on and scored a 99th minute. So yeah, I mean, looking back at the game, we wouldn't have conceded that late on, or there wasn't that many times played. It would have been. We look we look back at it and we we felt like we could have won the game. Because your form has been good. So far this season, um, I mean, are you? Do you feel that the team is where you want it to be at this stage of the of the season? Yeah, the, for, the forum for us is, is, is brilliant. I mean, considering we're a completely brand new team and we, we didn't have one single player left three weeks before the start of pre-season training, um, to put a run on like this is remarkable. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm delighted with where we are at the moment. I was going to come to this later, but uh, given what you've just said, I think we have to sort of <laughs> we have to discuss this. I mean, given given the state that you found yourselves in, sort of going into the season, what was it that attracted you about coming to Bitten this season? 
as far as the club, the club's massive. They're a big club in Bristol. They got all the facilities there. Um, I mean, we got our own 4G training pitch. We've got our like a very good stadium, a very good clubhouse, and they're a known Western League club. So, I mean, it, it wasn't a hard decision at all. In fact, a lot. I mean, I don't think I'll ever get an opportunity again in my manager career to ever build a team from scratch. So there was a pros and there was cons from that. Um, but it was definitely difficult. For sure, harder than I, than I expected. So, what were your expectations for the team going into this season? Oh, promotion! It always has been. That's my own expectation, and, and that um, was to go and win the league. It's always always been that wherever I've been, I feel like you've got to have that set out to start the season with. Um, but we have had a fantastic start. So, it, it, it's, it's we're on the road. We're on the road for like to put ourselves in a good position at the end of the month. Yeah, it does feel slightly odd, doesn't it, that we've literally just got to the end of um, um, August, and actually, I mean, you've already played, you know, ten matches, so um, quite a lot of the season's already gone. But I guess when you've, you know, had the success that you've had, um, actually playing a lot of games in a short period of time probably isn't quite the chore it could be. No, I, I, it's difficult. I think mean, it's difficult for everyone. Everyone picks up their injuries. I mean, we've we've got our own at the moment. I think we've got at least seven or eight out ourselves. Um, Lucky enough, got a pool of players that I can sort of look to try and get in and come in and help us along the look. We've made quite a few new signings in the last couple of weeks just to help us, really. Um, but it, it's a lot of games. I think it's 11 games, I think, since up to date, including the cup match with, with Nelsie. Um So it, it's difficult. One every three, three days, I believe it is, something like that. Yeah. It's hard for players to recover. I mean, if we reflect on the games that you've played in the first division, I mean, I, I, the, for me, the first division is the gift that keeps on giving. It's always enthralling. Uh, uh, what, what's it like for you this season? I think it's the hardest it's been for a long, long time, in my opinion. I mean, I felt last year was, was, was easier than it's been for a long time, and I think that's just switched on its head. And I think, I think this year is... I mean, there's so many good teams this year. Um... I mean, you could probably name a dozen of them that would could be competing at the top of the league. So I think the, I think the league's sort of shown that a lot of teams are beating a lot of teams, mm-hmm. and that, I'm sure that will come come to us at some point. Um, but luckily, at the moment, we've got ourselves through that little sticky period, and we've come out of it without losing a game, which is which is very nice. But I mean, there's a lot. We played a lot of good teams. I think we played seven of the top nine, I believe. So there were some really good teams in that. So that begs the obvious question: Which teams do you think will be there or thereabouts come the end of the season? I mean, I was impressed. Briz are always Briz are always got to be up there with the squad they've got. Um, they were they were a very good side. That was a that was a really good game for us. Um, Radstock were really good. They caused us a lot of problems. Um, but one of the teams that stood out for me was Cribs Reserves. Mm-hmm. I thought they were very good, very organised, played their system very well, um, and they're another team. I mean, obviously Porter's Head are a good team. Um, Wing Canton are always up there. Um, so there are so many teams. I'm probably missing a few in there as well. I expect Wells are always near enough up there. I know Sean Potter's gone back there now, so he's been around. He's done well the last couple of years. So yeah, I mean, I think. I think it's gonna. I mean, John Allen's at telephones. They're flying at the moment. 
so he's my old manager. So yeah, I think there's, there's, a, there's a, a choice of teams. I think that could be that could go away and win the league. You've got Kensham up next. Uh, now, last season, of course, you playing Kensham would have been a Premier Division um, game. So that that's going to be another interesting test for you and your side. Yeah, I mean, they're an SGS college or they're, they're a college of some sort with a lot of youngsters. Um, I've taught to play football all the time. I think that they win a lot of games. I think it'd be at home on the 4G pitch. So it's definitely another test for us. Um, I'm definitely not taking them lightly because I think they're going to be they're going to surprise a few teams and I think they actually will take points off a team at home for sure so I mean it's just a game where we've got to go and try and win um, I, it's going to be a tough one for sure I mean I've been surprised with the start that they've made this season because I watched them a couple of times last season and I thought they were a very good footballing side they gave pretty much everybody in the Premier Division a good game I mean they did yeah. come out on the wrong side of a lot of results but <clears throat> but they were always in the games you know they, they were they were a threat they had their they had their threat so it's um definitely not a team to be underestimated no no for sure I mean I, I think they have a lot of chopping and changing the players so I think at the start of the season I think a lot of players go out on loan and then they get called back so we definitely can't take them for granted for sure I mean I would the preparation is right for every game and I, and I will be doing the same for Kingsham. Uh Now, the final question, Will, is really um, for us to get um, um, become more familiar with yourself. Um, I obviously remember you from your um, very successful time at, at Welton Rovers, but I'm sure many people listening to this will be hearing you for the for the first time, um, particularly as the, as the main man in the dugout. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your footballing journey to the Bitten Dugout? Yeah, so, I mean, manager-wise, I started quite young um, in regarding uh, what well, was with Ashton Boys, which is obviously Ashton Backwell now. So we never had a men's team when we when we come out of our youth football. So we started up our own men's team, um, which I was in charge of that at quite a young age. Um, and then obviously carried on my footballing journey playing in various teams. Um, and then going back quite a few years ago, I, I was... I was playing at Bishop Sutton where I think Sutton uh, sat their manager and I sort of stepped in and helped Sam Dines till the end of the season. Um, and then I went back playing for a few more years and ended up at Welton um, for about five or six games. And again, the same thing happened there. The manager departed and Tom Smith ended up with a job, um, asked me to go alongside him and help him which, again, was similar to the Bitten thing. It was a rebuild, which, which, where we brought in, I think I brought in nine players from Bristol to come out there and sort of rebuild Welton, which was a very successful time for us. Um, and again, it was, it was a lot of winning streaks, and, and then we got promotion on the back of that, which was nice. And then I found myself, this, when we got promoted to the Prem, I couldn't do it for family reasons. I then went to Oldland for half a season. Uh, it was last year. Um, for various reasons wasn't for me so I left about Christmas time and then got offered a job at Bitten and found myself here and my thanks to Will for his time now one thing that I didn't get a chance to talk to Will about in that interview Tom was the fact that Bitten have actually started um, their own podcast oh. and uh, and I didn't want to I didn't want to um, um, uh, 
not reference that in the uh, in the in the interviews because I didn't want people to listen to our <laughs> podcast. Of course, if, if anything, you know, we want to encourage people to listen as many non-league football podcasts as oh, possible. So um, if you follow Bitten on social media, then um, they have tweeted a link to their um, to the latest episode that um, is on the Podbean platform. Um, but yeah, follow, uh, give a Bitten a follow on 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 socials and uh, and have a look at the uh, the latest episode of their of their podcast. We we're not precious here on the Tool Station Western mm-hmm. League podcast. We, we 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 do we wish we wish everybody the very best of luck. And um, uh, Cavalry Heath were certainly in need of the very best of luck because Radstock Town, a rampant Radstock mm. Town, came calling and um, it was a heavy defeat for the home side. Yeah, another away winner uh, in the in divisions. Quite, quite a few this weekend in the first. And uh, yeah, Radstock definitely one of those. A 5 1 uh, victory for them at the Heath, as you say. Uh, Matt Huxley actually putting uh, the home side ahead after 13 minutes. But uh, yeah, Radstock, to be fair to them. Uh, managed to turn it around pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Ian Jeffrey and Jacob Reader uh, putting them ahead midway through the second half, uh, and then yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a bit of bit of unfortune for uh, misfortune. Sorry for for the Cabrera that the result looks just as it does because three of these goals uh, came in uh, stoppage time. So Radstock really did take advantage of uh, yeah probably a, a few defenders pushing forward should we say over the last couple of minutes. But yeah, they they took their goals well and it was a, a five one win in the end. Seb Hounsell. Uh, Corey Rawlings and then Jeffrey scoring again, uh, as I say, making it 5-1. Excellent stuff. Now, we'll take a look ahead to the weekend coming up. That's um, Saturday, the 9th of September, Tom. And uh, what game catches your eye in the Premier Division? Oh, yes, there's quite a few good ones, but I've plumped for Shepton Mallet versus Helston. Uh, we've got fifth versus first. So, yeah, pretty pretty tough, tough, uh, tough encounter for Helston, obviously coming off the back of a loss as well. So, uh, taking on the Shepton side, who... who Played pretty well on the weekend again, so yeah, I think that'll be a uh, an interesting one to to keep our eye on. Yeah, it's interesting to see how Helston bounce back mm-hmm. after that defeat. Um, and I'm going to go for Nailsy and Tickenham against Barnstable Town. Um, Nailsy and Tickenham, obviously, um, you know, continuing to do really well and be really competitive in the Premier Division. And um, Barnstable Town, fascinating side. Um, absolutely loved my visit down there. They will be travelling, I'm sure, in numbers. They are very vocal. I'm sure they're going to have a lovely time at Nailsy and Tickenham. They'll certainly add a lot of colour, and I reckon there'll be a real carnival atmosphere. Um, at that game. So um, that's where my interest will be on Saturday. And if we um, take a look into the first division, Tom, what game has caught your eye there? Another another couple of good ones, but I've gone for uh, Portishead Bradford. Uh, a couple of uh, obviously, well, we've touched on touched on Portishead earlier in the pod how they've uh, how they've started like a house on fire. And Bradford themselves, uh, both both sides played ten and only lost one apiece. So uh, yeah, they'll be um, yeah chomping at the bit to to have a go at each other on the weekend. I think that'll be a yeah very decent game. And I'm going to go for another couple of table-topping sides. Um, Brislington take on Wincanton Town. Brislington, they were relatively slow starters last season, but, of course, we all know how that finished. And Wincanton Town, um, I think after a, a, a bit of a blip last season um, um, where they obviously showed signs of what they can do this season, they do seem to be well and truly at the races. So I reckon that will be a really competitive game in our first division. Now, of course, as we always do, Tom, we're looking through your excellent um, bulletin. Uh, And before we sign off this week's episode of the podcast, um, I am pleased to say that the league tables have made Mm. a a reappearance for the first time this season. Yeah, I thought it was about time we we got them. And they're definitely the first division. Quite a few teams have reached double figures for games. I know the Prem, obviously, um, a few cup games have got in the way of the, the, the league schedule and whatnot. But yeah, 
I think definitely for those 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 sides towards the top of the first division, they'll uh, they'll enjoy pouring over the uh, the the league tables. They certainly will. I mean, just just give us a flavour. Who are the Ooh. who's doing well in the Premier Division then, Tom? In the Prem. So I mean, as as we've touched on, they did suffer their first defeat on on the weekend, but Helston. Uh, have played six and they're on 13 points. So that, that, I think that is the one thing to touch on. No one's uh, no one's running away of it, are they, at the moment? No one's sort of six from six with a goal difference of 30 or anything like that. Uh, so they are uh, level on points at the top with Falmouth. Uh, you've got Nailsy and Tickenham uh, next on 12. And then you've got a whole raft of teams. I mean, Ilvercombe, who are currently in 12, are on nine points, uh, three points off third place. So uh, yeah, plenty to uh, plenty to plenty of movement. I'm sure will be had over the over the coming months. Uh, but yeah, that, lots going on at the the top of the the, the prem. As I say, no one running away of it just yet. Yeah, uh, and at the foot, um, Millbrook are in 18th at the moment. Um, they've played five games, have got five defeats. Um, hopefully, they'll be able to start picking up points soon. Wellington, they've only managed a couple of draws, so they're on two points. And um, Oldland sit in 16th position. They've got three points after their six games. But, of course, Saltash moving away from the foot of the table after mm. um, securing their first um, win of the season. So um, better things uh, for them to come, I'm sure. And in the first division, Tom, um, well, I mean, we've talked about them a lot over the last few mm-hmm. weeks, haven't we? Portis Head sit proud at the, at the, at the summit of the first division. Yeah, absolutely. Played ten and one eight. So uh, yeah, best goal difference in the in the division, uh, twenty five points. So they'll be uh, yeah they'll be really happy to to look how things are going. Win Canton level up there as well with twenty five points as well, uh, and then Bitten yeah down in third. But they're the one side that haven't actually suffered defeat yet. So those three uh, looking like the, uh, the 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 leading lights at the moment. And Bishop Sutton at the moment in 22nd. Um, they've got uh, just a solitary point from that one draw. Odd down, sitting just above them, um, played 10. They've got five points. And Gillingham, um, who've played nine, they've got uh, seven points. Interestingly enough, Shirehampton, of course, last season's beaten um, playoff finalists. Um, they're in 19th uh, after nine games. They've got eight points. I'm sure their form will uh, we'll pick up, though. Um, so for all the league tables and all the news and more, Tom, where can the listeners find your excellent bulletin? That's on the uh, toolstationleague.com website. Uh, it's, yeah, and then if you just get onto the homepage and then scroll down a little bit, you can see the, the bulletin uh, nestled in next to the podcast and the league tables. Uh, and then it's also available in the, uh, the the latest news section as well. So that comes out every week. Excellent stuff, Tom. Uh, as always, thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast.